Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Hey, Carrie. Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm glad we're able to make this work in our schedules. It's a, it's a pleasure to have the CEO of Cypress Resources here with me, uh, talking about how we help people clarify their vision. Uh, so when people ask you, what do you do? What do you say? Oh, gosh. You know, I tell you, it's, it's been a journey where I used to have a really long thing and I didn't really understand why they didn't understand um, but now it's pretty, we've narrowed it down to just really, really simple. We help business leaders put their vision to work and we do it in three very, very simple steps. We meet with them and we understand their ambitions and their goals and where they want to take their organization. And then we have a system that we use, it's called Addicts, and we map out a plan and then we work with their team to get it done. It's pretty simple, but it, it works. So is this based on your own method that, you know, did you create addicts? I did. I tell you, if, if we've got time for a story, I'll tell you how it all came about. Do we have time? All I want is stories. Oh, good. Good. So uh, in 05, I started Cypress Resources really to go and, and work on problems for business executives. And so I would go in, I would identify, help further identify the problem, architect a plan, bring in a SWAT team and move to the next one. And while that was a nice revenue model, it's not a very sustainable business model. And I wish I would have come to that conclusion on my own, but I didn't. I had to have the COO of about an 18,000 employee company tell me that. And when I finished a project and we were ahead of schedule and under budget and his name was Harlan Sands and Harlan, he could tell that I was pretty proud of the work that we did. And that day he told me, Carrie, I wouldn't have hired you if I didn't think that you could have done what you did. But as an executive, that's not my biggest problem. My biggest problem and where the most value is, is 12 and 18 months ago. As an executive, I'm on an island and I've got no one to help me think through all the things that I know I need to get done. He said, you are missing an advisory service. And I thought, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I had to have someone actually tell me that. So I went back that day and I sketched out the system. Because of course, if you're going to advise people, you have to have a, something to advise them on. So I sketched out what is now called addicts, which means go guide. In Latin, and when we started, it was it was a, a version of different names that I, I you know that meant a lot to me and nothing to anyone else. So we've um, we rebranded it uh, last year and called it Addicts. So what what are the kind of clients that you're typically dealing with, or 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 I guess more specifically, you know, you're, you're saying that you help them put their visions into action. So what is the other than that obvious of what I just stated? I guess what is the problem that they're struggling with when they come to you? Oh. Such a good question. The problem that they're struggling with is they don't know how to get it out of their head. Mm. It's not that they don't have the idea. It's not that it doesn't make sense to them. It's crystal clear to them. But the problem is 
they've been thinking about it for 12 and 18 months. And communicating that through to their organization, to their company, well, it's a little hard. So think about anything that you've been working on for 12 or 18 months and then explaining to someone what it is you need their help with. It, it's, it just is not easily communicated because you've, over time, you've studied things more than likely, you've gotten advice, you've done research. And so the company, your employees have not been on that journey with you. And so what most business leaders do is they do this 12 and 18 month journey by themselves. And then to get it out of their head, they create a PowerPoint or they have a meeting, an hour long meeting, you know, this, the state of the state or whatever you want to call it. And they communicate it to their team and sort of throw up all over their team. And then they feel better. They feel better because they got it out of their head. And meanwhile, their team is thinking, well, okay, I've got a day job. Um, how does this relate to me? And so without a very systematic approach and discipline to break it down and map it down from a strategic level to an operational level to a functional level, which is the people that are actually doing the work, doing the implementing strategy, without all of that, um, it's a good message. They just don't know what, how it relates to them. And that's the problem. So is... Is one of the, the big issues there that they need to include people along the journey? I mean, because you obviously can't always do that, but is that is that an ideal situation? Yeah, so if you, uh, well, depends on the context of your, que of your question. If it's, if it's uh, you know, employees, what I find employees say, uh, we're not part of strategy. And I th uh -huh. what they mean is no one asked me about strategy. And that's really not uh, where the CEO needs your help. The CEO's job is to think about the future and think in terms of 12 or 18 months. The employee's job most often is to manage the business very effectively. And so there's the gap. The, 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 the employees, they want to be part of strategy. They just don't know how to participate in strategy. And the CEOs often think, well, um, I need the employees managing the business. I, I, my job is to handle this strategy thing. And the big, big disconnect is how that gets communicated to say, this is how it ties in to your part in the organization. And here's how you can help us achieve what we need to achieve over the next 12 months. So uh, is there a systematic way that like, you know, if somebody gets a big idea for the business, they think they have a big idea, for example, when does this process start? You know, do they get to work on it on their own for a little bit? They go into the cave and come back out. Like, you know, what, when do they start that process? You mean the CEO? Is that the question? When is, yeah. 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 The, the idea generator. <laughs> uh, so, okay. That's a great, in fact, I wrote a LinkedIn post today and it's talking about ideas and, you know, I, I like to simplify things and there's really two primary functions for a business. One is to uh, build the, the ideas that are going to generate the future. And the other is to optimize the current. Again, we're just simplifying things, but if that's, you're either in one bucket or the other. And so the CEO is thinking about, well, it's 2019 now. 2019 has, that, that is sailed. They're not thinking about 2019 anymore. They're thinking about 2020, and maybe even 2021. The problem is, without a very systematic approach, 
that CEO can tell people in January, hey, here's what we're doing in 2019. But because they don't have a system and a method to get the division out of their head and into a plan, they can often interrupt the work, the very work that they said was a priority for 2019. They can go and interrupt someone and it's, you know, it's March 13th and they're saying, hey, I need you to work on this. And the team's thinking, well, but you told me that this was a priority. So is this no longer a priority? Well, no, no, it is. And, and all the while, the CEO is just trying to get it out of their head. It's that struggle. We got to get it out of my head. I got to get it out of my head because they don't have a place to put it. So how do you get, uh, and, and this may, be, may seem obvious, I guess, but how, how do you get the team on board with this method? You know, understanding like that this is how things are going to work and it's going to be to everyone's benefit. Well, that's a great question. I work with the executive first and get an understanding, a big understanding of, okay, where are we going? And then I break it down and we just do it one discipline at a time. And so, for example, if I'm working with the CFO and the CFO says, these are my 12 month, this is my 12 month objective that I am charged with achieving. And to do that, these are the three key results that I believe we need to achieve. And then there's a, then we have five more steps in the process for that CFO. Now, those three key results, if in this case, I'm thinking of a specific example, um, he has three people that report to him that they're going to support him in achieving those key results. One of those is the VP of finance. One is the VP of IT and one is the VP of accounting. So in the instance there, I start with the CFO and the overall and I'm moving down to the first person that we decide is going to be um, most receptive to this to get a little wind at our back. And then I start working with that person to lay out the plan. Really at the heart. So sorry, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I got to yeah. ask that question. You know, how do you, how do you help identify? Cause I run against this myself when I'm working with businesses. How do you identify that person that's going to be the path of least resistance? Well, I get the, I get the direction from the executive. I, you know, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know the organization. I do all of my work remote. I do it um, through a Zoom meeting with a whiteboard and I just start with a whiteboard and I unpack where they want to go. And I have a process that I go through. Where do you want to go? Tell me about the process now. What information do you get? What do you need? And if we got this, what would it generate? And that's just sort of the very high level. Uh, so I, I do all of it remote. So when um, so we're looking for someone who's receptive to a, a new way of doing things. But at the heart of every conversation with the team, which is which is really what you asked, we are helping them think critically through the challenges that they may face in achieving what they've been asked to achieve. That's really at the heart of what we're doing. Because mm-hmm. most often, if the team doesn't have somebody to bounce things off of, they're going to do what they've always done. And we really need to proactively think, not reactively. Oh my gosh, I need help. Go get HR. Go get you know. I need a body to to plug a hole here. Once you know, once you're six months down the road, we want to think proactively in that. Because uh, I, I I get this question all the time too, yeah. and I, I I'd love to hear how you respond to this. But when you when you're working with a potential client before they they sign up with you and they they ask you. You know, Carrie, what, what, what's a tangible result we can expect after six months of working with you <laughs> when you're dealing in something that is 
in some ways, not only intangible, but really transformational. What do you typically say to that? Uh, a focus, discipline, a rhythm, a cadence, uh, the team, the team operating from the same playbook. That's what we, that's what we do. And when you do that, what happens, and even for, for the C, the CEO that is may be chasing squirrels. They may be that CEO that's always got an idea, is always interrupting the business, is always we create that discipline and that and that focus. And what I've found is that when you have a CEO and you really help them clarify that vision and really articulate where they want to go and how they're going to get there, they're more focused. That discipline, it doesn't happen overnight, but that discipline. All of that creative energy that they use to go find popcorn ideas, they then focus in on the one thing that they said they wanted most, and all of that energy and creativity goes into that, and that's when the magic happens. So one of the things that I hear uh, from you is that the there's a discord in many companies between the entrepreneur and the non-entrepreneur. Yes. And uh, I've seen that in my own company, right? Where I, I, I feel like a lot of the things that I've had to put in place in our company for which have had great benefit are things that almost protect the team from me. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Uh, if you're a creative thinker, you probably need to share that creativity with someone. And is that an accurate statement? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so, and, and also, you know, you get excited about something and you want everybody to, you want to see it happen. And you have a team that's, you know, everyone, I love when you have these good companies with good teams, the entrepreneurs like, I have this amazing team. Like they can execute on anything. Like, yeah, but you're, you're, you're stressing them beyond belief. And, and you're executing on anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. Yeah. It's not, it's, you know, I say it this way, you know, if, um, if you're a head football coach and what if you said, Okay, team, the goal is to score as many points as possible. Go. I mean, it just wouldn't work. And so everybody knows that we want to achieve things. And everybody knows that high level, there's an objective and some key results. And but it unless you unless you have a system for tying it down to how you're going to execute, it's just high level jargon. So let's change gears a second here. Let's yeah. look at your business. So yeah. what's your team look like right now, your business? I've got a very, very small team uh, that support me right now. Um, I've, uh, it's, it's, when, I, when I talk about the transition, I went from literally flying anywhere to have a meeting to talk about a potential project that we might work on one day, literally flying anywhere to doing this where I can do remote using the technology that we've developed, building that into a client portal. And so I have found a way to get as lean as possible. But the other thing that we're working on is building the platform that we've created so that then I can replicate me. So right now I am the, I am the person that works with the executives. I'm the only person that works with the executives. And that is a, frankly, that's a, that is a challenge that we face. Um, but I'm also very good at training people on the system that we've created. So in the future, where we'll go is moving away from me being the primary, uh, uh, you know, person that's training them and helping them think 
through what they want to building my team out. And, and the way we built it, that team could be anywhere. That, that team could be absolutely remote. So the implications of all of that, you know, and it's in the name of your podcast, we're just looking to simplify. How can we simplify? How can we boil this down? How can we do, uh, do more with less? So what's the most frustrating thing in your business right now? Uh, the most frustrating thing with me is, and always has been, is business development. Um, you know, I've done the coffee, lunch, repeat thing. I've, <laughs> and, and that is, it's exhausting. I've, um, I've given away work and hope that I would build trust. And that's exhausting. You know, what I'm looking for is who's looking for me. And in a world of noise, that's hard. It's getting harder. Um, I use LinkedIn very actively just to consistently put out a message that over time, I believe the right, right audience is going to be drawn to um, the message. I just had coffee with uh, a real estate friend this morning. He asked if we get a coffee and he said, hey, I've been sort of following what you're doing on LinkedIn and I really like what you're putting out. And the beauty of it is that he knew exactly what I did and it has nothing to do with his industry. But if he's having lunch with someone and he hears that their struggle, he's now going to know how to refer me. And so um, I would say that business development is, is, you know, I want to be the most efficient, ideally, probably just like you, if you're, if you're, you want to be efficient. And so ideally I want, I would want inbound calls where we have a quick 15 minute web meeting and either it's a fit or it's not. And I'm okay if it's not, Yeah, we're, we're, we're there, we're there. We're just, we're, you know, that is, that is, we're there being able to have those very efficient meetings. It's just the, um, the, it's just a pure challenge with the level of executives that we're speaking to and the, and the noise that they hear. Sure. Yeah. So the last question I always like to ask on these interviews is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you can interpret that however you like. Mm, very good. Well, the first thing I always say is to say water the seed. And by that, I mean, water the seed of an idea and don't just let it stay in your head. Don't just let it float around and do nothing with it write it down and have one place that you write it down and go back to that one place. And if you build on, on that idea and I, by, by write it down, I use Evernote for mine. So it can be Evernote. It doesn't have to be pen and paper, but when I go back to an idea and I build on one idea and what you find is some ideas you never build on. It was just a popcorn idea. And there are other ideas that you cannot get out of your head. So step one, is have a consistent place to document the idea. Step two is once you've built on it, do a little math. If it's if it's a bit if it's something that's a viable business, at some point you need to do some basic math. Meaning, I think it could generate this much revenue. I think it would cost me this much to generate that revenue. I think that it would cost me this much to maintain a business. And I think what's left over could be this amount. 
and you're just laying out a set of assumptions. That would be step two. And step three, find people that you value their opinion that have something of a, of a uh, somewhat of an expertise and ask them. Then, then I'm okay with the coffee, lunch, repeat. Go to them. Show them the idea. Show them how you're building it out. Show them the math and say, I would, I value your opinion. Help me shoot holes in this. That's the best thing that I know to do. Because starting with an idea that's not fully baked and starting with an idea that financially is never going to make sense and not asking for help is just not a wise way to go at it. Those are incredible. And it's, it's always amazing to me, uh, the number, I think you are interview number like 380 and how oh, wow. we always get different answers, which is just yeah. awesome. So, uh, Carrie, this has been really, really helpful. If people want to find out more about what you do, what's the best place, best way to do that? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, success at Cyprus, C-Y-P-R-E-S-S resources.com. You can email me anytime. Um, and then also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active. And if someone sends me a message, I respond to the message and I always am willing to get on the phone and give 10, 15 minutes of advice. Very happy to do that. That's wonderful and extremely valuable. I would, I would highly encourage people to take, uh, carry up on that. And I talk about the, the problems with communication all the time and communicating vision is a big part of that. So any resource that will help you clarify your vision and convey it to somebody else is going to move your vision forward. It's just that simple. So yeah, uh, Carrie, thank you again. This was great. Excellent. I enjoyed it great talking with you. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.